Well, it's time for another Board Recap Podcast. How are you today, Dr. Smith? It's a very good day. Good Absolutely. to be here. Absolutely. So we're getting closer to that start of the school year. I think last night, as you've said a couple of times, was our last, I guess you could call it, summer school board meeting because our next school board meeting will be first day of the soft start. Hard to believe. Don't know where the summer went, but we're excited about the beginning of the school year. Absolutely. You can kind of feel it in yeah, the air. You can certainly can. definitely sense that that time's coming. So we'll go ahead and jump into good news for last night. Seems like we just always have a lot of good news to share, which is a great spot to be in. So just go through this quickly. Our summer day camp ended last week, and that's really a valuable service we provide to families. We had about 250 students. It's part of our daycare program that were with us for eight weeks. So thanks to everyone that it took to run that program. Once again, another shout out to the summer musical folks, just everyone associated with that. I know that's always something you look forward to every summer. Certainly do. Great production, uh, great acting, singing, production values, just a really, really enjoyable show. And when you talk to our performers or anyone associated with that, when they look back, they really feel like it is somewhat of a, I mean, it truly is almost a professional type experience. It really is because of the adults that and the teachers and the coaches that we bring in to work with our students. It, it's an experience that they really uh, cannot get at that caliber anywhere else. Most definitely. Um, also, speaking of thanking people for behind the scenes, just so much work, as we were saying, school year's coming up rapidly behind-the-scenes work, whether you're talking about getting buses ready, facilities ready, schools cleaned, technology prepared. You know, all of our technology that we provide to students doesn't just magically get itself ready for the start of the school year. And this professional development being organized, I mean, it's it's just amazing, really. It truly is. When you think of it, EVSC is a community. We're a community of 22,000 students, 3,400 employees, over 25,000 individuals coming together for the benefit of students. But that just doesn't happen the first day of school. There's so much that has to happen to make certain that we're ready for when the doors open, that we're ready for our students. And so much of that work really starts immediately after the end of one school year and continues all through the summer. Certainly does. So kudos to all of those folks involved with that. Uh, shout out to one of our recent graduates, Cameron Decker, graduated from North High School, and he was selected by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the recent Major League Baseball draft. That's exciting. Very exciting. For him, definitely. Uh, congratulations to Aaron Huff. He's the principal at Bossy. He is going to be the president-elect, so he'll serve as president this coming year of the National Association of Secondary School Principals, and that's a large nationwide organization. It is quite an honor, and I think speaks well not only of Aaron, but also of EVSC and the opportunities that he's had in our school district. Absolutely. Um, Ernie Griffin, EVSC administrator, it's been in the news. He's serving now as part of the Indiana National Guard on his third term of duty. Uh, I believe, but he was named to the 20 under 40 class by the Rotary Club. So that's something we take pride in. Very proud of Ernie, not only for what he does with us at school as a as a leader, but also his service to our country. What an example. Absolutely. Um, also then finally, uh, summer school, if you look back at that, especially our high school summer program, we had a large summer program for all students. But if you look just at that high school piece back in the month of June, High school students that were in attendance earned a total of 222 credits by attending summer school, and 13 of our students met eligibility for graduation after completing their summer programming. That is outstanding. You bet it is. Uh, add 13 additional graduates to the list. That's always, always good news. Yes, very much so. And that takes care of good news, Dr. Smith, and you're ready for consent items. All right. So we'll jump down to item 3.02. 
consideration of allowance of payments. Over this two-week period of time, we expended uh, $10.8 million, a very traditional uh, spend for this time of year, and about $2.7 million of that was due to health insurance payments. 3.03, consideration to approve grant proposals. So we had two grants on the consent agenda uh, for Monday's meeting. And you can always click on those like you've just done to take us to this. So the first uh, Promised Neighborhood Grant, that is a very large federal grant. University of Evansville is taking the lead on this, and it really does involve the Promised Neighborhood, which was a federal designation established uh, many years ago. But it will be, if awarded, up to $6 million a year for a five-year period of time. So a very, very, very big grant. Uh, We hope that we will be successful in obtaining that, but I appreciate U of E's leadership with Mm -hmm. this, bringing together uh, EVSC and community partners along with the University of Evansville, really for the focus areas of improving kindergarten readiness, improving student achievement success, also to improve post-secondary and workforce readiness, as well as to improve the neighborhood and community. Truly speaks to community improvement. Certainly does, and that is a strength of Evansville. And then the second grant is the IDOE Formative Assessment Grant. So this is really formulaic-driven. It's $12.50 per student based upon your enrollment from kindergarten through 10th grade. And then those funds are used then... uh, for assessments that are really required by the state of Indiana. And so many of these grants that that you'll see when you go through these in Board Recap podcast, they're very competitive. It takes a lot of work pulling together a lot of data uh, because there's many educational organizations out there looking for the same grant dollars. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, moving on to item 4.0, or sorry, 3.04, consideration of employment practices. As you mentioned from the onset, This was a final board meeting before the first day of school, so we certainly will continue uh, to hire individuals to make certain that we're ready for that first day of school. Uh, But since we don't have a board meeting until the end of the first day of school, we always do ask the board's permission to hire folks conditionally, making certain that the board will approve them uh, at the next regularly scheduled meeting. Item 3.05, consideration through the renewal with Aramark Uniform Service. Uh, we've had a long-standing partnership with Aramark. They actually approached us with a uh, potential price increase that was coming, and because of our long-standing partnership and the provisions of the existing contract, we were able to obtain a one-year extension uh, at no additional cost beyond the current contract, so we are appreciative of that. Item 3.06, consideration to prove their renewal with Carver Community Organization. You know, the pandemic uh, was not very kind to uh, us in terms of having uh, great community partners come in and work with our students. So we are really happy to make certain that Carver Community comes back in with the AARP Experience Corps. They do a great job of tutoring our students, and uh, this contract is not to exceed $32,800. will be paid for through Title I. So we hope that they can uh, obtain additional tutors and grow the program because they really do a great service for us. Yeah, that's, that really has been a great partnership for as long as we've had that in place, and, and ultimately our students are the yes. ones who benefit from it. And we appreciate everything Carver community. And I think their tutors also benefit because you can just see the pride 
that is instilled in you them can. for forming yeah. those relationships. Yeah, pride and ownership, and so everyone benefits, everyone wins. Yes. 3.07, consideration to renew the agreement with NWEA. So NWEA is really what we use for assessments as well as for the identification component uh, for our high-ability program. And uh, we've had a long-standing partnership with them also. So this is simply uh, approval of using the product for this upcoming year. Item 3.08, consideration to approve the renewal with AT&T Centrix Service Agreement. This one uh, may seem a little strange because it really is for landlines. Uh, kind of a flashback almost. Yes. Uh, so many things now are wireless today. But the exception of that would be uh, some of our security features as well as our fire alarms. And then we still have some of our HVAC systems that were installed uh, in the 1990s that operate off of a dedicated landline. So this is a contract uh, for three years that will lock in that pricing of $682.50 per month, and it will be paid for out of the operations fund. Moving on then to item 3.09, consideration to approve the transfer of funds from the CPF, which is the Capital Projects Fund, Emergency Fund account to the AIS Diamond Campus Construction amount. So folks may recall that we had a storm that blew through on July the 17th, uh, a lot of wind gusts and some heavy rain. Um, we actually were very blessed to have someone driving past AIS that, that saw that part of the roof membrane was flapping contacted us and we were able to get a crew right out there and to secure that that really did prevent a lot of damage very so, appreciative to that observer incredibly appreciative of that observer uh that took the time and uh was so considerate and uh just he saved taxpayers lots of money so yeah. we want to definitely thank him. We certainly, since that was an unforeseen storm and damage, uh, did not have funds in the AIS Diamond account to take care of that. There is a provision in Capital Projects Fund to have an emergency fund just for those very things. So therefore, we did uh, transfer that from Capital Projects into the AIS uh, account, and that repair should be about $61,400. But like I said from the onset of this, uh, consent item had that good Samaritan not contacted us that would have clearly been in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, very thankful to that individual and thankful that we have systems in place because when you have as many facilities as we do, there's always a likelihood that you could have damage in a summer storm or any storm during right. the year. So we have to be prepared to, to take care of those if those do become an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Then item 3.10, consideration through the bus routing consultant agreement. Uh, we had an employee that uh, had worked for us and has agreed to come back on a consultant basis, uh, provided if we need his services, did a great job for us. So we're happy to continue that relationship on a consulting basis and this simply uh, memorialize that in a contract. And that takes care of consent items, takes us into personnel recommendations. Yes. So item 4.01, consideration of the personnel recommendations. Uh, we hired uh, two coaches last night, uh, Wright's head boys soccer coach actually returning to us in that position. And then uh, Brandon Robarts, central head wrestling coach. And Brandon actually grew up through the central wrestling program. So 
happy to have both of those folks with us. The rest of the personnel recommendations are printed, and you certainly can open that document up and look at all of the personnel recommendations. Most definitely. We were glad to see one of our newly hired teachers last night. Just an example, somebody so excited came, saw his name, that it is now official. He's hired and ready to go for this school year. So just excitement in the air for all of our new teachers and all of our new employees, too. I tell you what, it was so great to meet him last night. And his excitement reminded me of the night, let's just say a few years ago, that I was approved by the school board to be a teacher at Bossy High School. And uh, wow, yeah, brought back yeah. great memories. And I, I share in his excitement and enthusiasm. That's that's just what's so great about this time of year. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, people, if this has been their goal. And for him, he's achieved that now. He is signed and official, and he is ready to work yep. with our students. And I tell you what, his enthusiasm will be contagious in the classroom. Yes, so. you're right about that. His and families are blessed to have him on board. Yes, and that takes us to one action item last night. Yes, 5.01, consideration to approve policy 3220.01, teacher appreciation grants. Uh, Rick Cameron brought this forward in his duty as chief of staff. And frankly, there have been no change to this policy since 2019, so that was not a difficult one to uh, pass through. But uh, it is required that we approve that each and every year. And then speaking of policies, we move into information item 6.01 last night. Chief of Staff Cameron stayed with us for this part to uh, talk about the policy review. You want to just say again what we're doing with this? Sure. Great segue. Uh we have many, many policies, as that you are would expect. Online. Right, you can see every one of them. Certainly can, uh, as you would expect any entity to have. We don't just make decisions off the cuff. We are guided by policies. A major role of the Board of School Trustees is to approve and monitor those policies. So as part of their ongoing work, we will bring forward to them for their information uh, every meeting a set number of policies so that throughout the board member's term, they should be able to review each and every policy that we have. That's just a standard practice. Now, we are still going to bring things to them that require change through statute or through some other means, but this will be an opportunity for every board member to review every policy we have. And then if they feel that some changes or tweaks are necessary, then we will take that into consideration. We will craft that for them to make certain that it meets their wishes. And then it will go through the information and action item protocol. And, you know, some people may not realize we actually, though, work with through the state to actually get some assistance on policies and policy reviews that all school districts follow. Certainly do. Through the Indiana School Board Association, they have a great uh, service that they provide to school corporations by basically giving a template of the policies as well as advice. We are so blessed to have Pat Shoulders as our legal counsel for 35 plus Mm, years. Many, many years. Very, very knowledgeable. So once it comes to the board as an information item, it has been vetted by legal counsel on the state side, local side. We've had conversations with board members individually if they have questions, and then it is seen by the public and by the board as information. Then two weeks later, it will go back then on the agenda as an action item for ratification or rejection of the board. Yeah, our trustees take policy very seriously. That's a key part of their role as an elected official for the school corporation. Absolutely. And then we move through info items. Yeah. So then when we look at item 6.02 consideration to approve the policy changes for the public participation at board meetings, there was really just the insertion of one line. And that 
insertion reads, any failure to adhere to the policy and guidelines for public comment may, may result in the forfeiture of the speaker's opportunity to participate in public comment. So as you will recall, this is a relatively new law that went into effect July 1st, but it did provide school corporations the ability to provide and make reasonable rules. It also was very clear in the, the law itself that the board has every responsibility and right to maintain civil order. So uh, we're fortunate. Um, we don't think we'll have to use this, but it is there in case uh, an individual does not remain civil. Um, so it's just there basically to protect everyone in the meeting. We have uh, oftentimes, nearly every meeting, certainly during the school year, children in that meeting, we want to make certain a lot of high school students yes, do come for everyone class. sets the example of how you may not always agree, but how you can disagree with civility and politeness. And I think it's just so important to note, as you and I have talked about frequently, besides having this feature for public comment, of course, we're continuing with our town halls. That is before every board meeting. You can sign up the Friday before a school board meeting. You can actually sit down at a table across from a board member and have a back and forth conversation about any topic. It's not limited to agenda, anything on your mind. And then, of course, on our website, we have contact information. You can email, you can call. So we really have worked hard to make sure that there is an open line of communication between elected board members and the public, which they serve. Absolutely. And I know of no other board, no other school board, certainly, that has a town hall in front of every public meeting. So as you said, if individuals want to have that dialogue, simply sign up and our board members are happy to engage in a conversation. Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay, moving on to item 6.03, consideration toward the contract for the district lighting and water efficiency upgrade project of 2022. This is really exciting. Uh, Daryl Angermeyer does a phenomenal job as the chief facilities officers put out a request for proposal of qualifications. And we had several companies then that responded to that request for qualifications. He then and his team went through an established rubric to decide who was the best qualified. Also had uh, great advice from a local architect mm -hmm. who has really uh, sound expertise in this area. So uh, basically then selected Energy Savings Group. And now we're going to go back to Energy Savings Group based upon their qualifications and have them basically write a proposal based upon what we would like to see done. And then we will see how all of that works. Uh, but the the short version of this is that we are going to replace all of our incandescent lights and fluorescent lights with LEDs. So, Which is we, no small task when you have no, no, 40 no. schools plus additional facilities. 5,100,000 square foot under roof. So that takes a lot of lighting. Yes. Uh, but the great news is it's going to reduce our carbon footprint and it will also reduce our energy costs. So just as we entered into an energy savings contract to place solar fields among two of our schools, that same process is going to be used now. And the, the paying back of the bond issue will be through the savings that we obtain for the reduction in energy costs because we've moved away from incandescent fluorescent to LEDs. Really will pay for itself over time. It clearly is going to pay for itself over time. We anticipate about 15 years, depending upon the scope and and sure. uh, everything that is put into it. But uh, And then after that 15-year period of time, those savings just continue to accrue. 
Yeah, that really is exciting, and, and it'll be a great upgrade for all of our you facilities. Bet. That takes us to 6.04. Yeah, so uh, David Sinclair was before the board last night and really, once again, uh, put forward some additional opportunities for concurrent credit for our grad pathways for our students, uh, specifically at early college. So we have now, uh, hopefully, not I don't want to get the cart before the horse, but uh, the next board meeting, we will ask the board to approve uh, the following for early college, principles of interior design, professional photography and videography, business office communications, networking and cybersecurity operations, IT operations, cybersecurity operations, capstone, IT, all of those things um, certainly are cutting edge uh, courses. And then, as you know, we've uh, stated numerous times at early college, great partnership with Ivy Tech Community College. So our students actually graduate from Ivy Tech with an associate's degree one week before they graduate from their traditional high school with their high school diploma. Yeah, it's one of those innovative models we have for our high school students that I think has been in place for, I believe, over a decade now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just all about having options for students. And this is really an interesting option. And I've talked to families before when they hear about it, they always want to hear more because as you just described it, that's unique. You bet. Imagine graduating from high school with an associate's degree already in hand. So you can go to on then to get your four-year bachelor's degree, having two years already paid for at a much, 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 much lower rate. Yeah, and when you look at the new courses getting approval for, that just shows you they're always looking at different courses to make sure we're offering what students need moving forward for the future. Absolutely. Great, great program. Takes us back to 6.05. 6.05, Ed and Operating Fund Monthly Review, 6.06, .06, Summary of Cash Balances, 6.07 is a Ledger Summary of Function Objects, 6.08, two-year revenue comparison, 6.09, self-insurance quarterly analysis, and 6.10, two-year expenditure analysis. All of these things, absent the self-insurance quarterly analysis, it is basically uh, provided to the board on a quarterly basis. But those other financial reviews are provided monthly, and they are there for any and every member of the public to review. And as you know, Board Docs goes back to 2008, so 14 years of financial documents are there for anyone, all right anyone here. to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, you're exactly right about that. And that wrapped up last night's info items, took you to just some final comments with continued business. and uh, Yeah, so we've actually covered continued business in the previous comments, but specifically for the listening audience, talked about school being just two weeks away and the excitement that uh, there is in the air for that. And then also my appreciation for all of the great work that folks have done throughout the summer to make certain that our schools are ready to open and every child that enters our doors will have the best education possible. You have said that very well and just put out one last plug. Remember the soft start dates coming up when we talk about school starting. We're back with half of our students on Monday and Tuesday, the 8th and 9th of August. That is in less than two weeks now. Then on that Wednesday, Thursday, the second half of the alphabet. And then on Friday of that week, everyone's back together. If you haven't enrolled yet and you're new to our community, welcome. Go to evscschools.com. You can enroll online, and then that'll connect you with your school so yeah. you can start to make those connections as well. And just want to take a moment once again to reiterate why we do that. Um, it is so important for students to have a sense of belonging to their school, to their class, to their teacher, those relationships that are developed. So two days, 
that's that's the intent. Uh, mm-hmm. Let let the opportunity occur for the teacher to make those great relationships with the students. Time and time again, I think this will be our fourth year to do this. Yes, and uh, kids go home, and parents repeatedly remark, "That's the most excited that my child has been." And when we sit down and have supper, or whenever we have the opportunity to, to chat. The child talks about the things that they were able to do in school today because of that relationship that that what we call a soft opening that just helps everyone get off to a great start. And and what makes it unique too is that it really was an outgrowth of the pandemic. Not that's that we're right. saying there were positives out of the pandemic. But I will say this is something we learned. We implemented this to kind of deal with the pandemic following that initial closure. And because, as you said, the feedback's been so overwhelmingly right. positive. We kept it in place. Right. And I know that it can be an inconvenience for parents at times, uh, but that is clearly outweighed by the benefit of having that soft start. And getting off to a great start can make all the difference for not only students, teachers, everyone in the right. class, so they're ready to hit the ground running for the rest of the year. And everybody realizes how important a great start is. You betcha. So thank you, Dr. Smith, for coming in. Thank you. Next time we do one of these, school will have started. We're looking forward to it.